0: Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it.
1: This episode has no spoilers to our knowledge, but does mention legend-born, vampire diaries, and villains from the DC comics. There are also discussions surrounding grief, depression, and suicide.
0: everybody, and welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today, we are very excited to talk about the Book of Azrael. This is by our very good friend, Amber Nicole. And we have right up front, we have to say that we received this as an ARC. But also, Amber is a friend of the show. We have a spoiler-free episode with Amber. We love her so very much. But just because she is our friend, just because we got this as an ARC, does not mean that our opinions will be in any way skewed, that anything we have to say will be censored. Oh, no. Oh, no. As always, (laughs) this is full honesty. The episode that we had, I think we even said it, like, our spoiler-free episode. It's... It's definitely
1: spoiler-free specific to this book because we also had a whole other episode that like we had that's like lost in the technology sphere of p- the podcast realm. Um Cafe Legend. <laughs> but I, but I will say like because like I I had read with the digital arc um that I had formatting issues right off the bat. So then I was thinking like but once I once I like I usually read with a Dark screen with the white fonts. Um, And there were like paragraphs that were omitted. But then when I switched the format, I don't know if like the way it was submitted, but again, like it was only an arc. So, but initially that was skewing how I was reading because I felt like I was missing so much stuff because I had sent you pictures and I was like, wait, why? I'm missing something. What am I not finding? And then Laura was like, I have a completely different background. And then we went from there. But again, formatting doesn't reflect. On like the content of what we read,
0: no, and there were also some you know small grammatical errors as well, but again, we have like digital arcs, so that is what we are referring to, and also, none of this took me out of the story because the story is absolutely excellent. Amber, you did a fantastic job here uh that is just like right off the bat. You need to know that uh this is <laughs> this is really really great. I am in awe actually of this world that we have to dive into here uh jess how do you want to start this
1: um well i know i think it's important to note that the way um amber's kind of been sharing her characters is like you have two she has her female main character and her male main character we have liam and we have diana and we'll probably say her name interchangeably um like diana and diana um it's spelled d-i-a-n-n-a for for the story um and we didn't see a pronunciation guide yet that doesn't mean there won't be one because i think amber is even sharing that there will be one um we don't have our physical copy so they may be in those physical copies as well so basically amber has shared that you know her female main character is the villain who has all these powers and she doesn't like she doesn't lose them which already right off the bat it's not like a spoiler because she's been very open with the promotion of this book um It's a trope that is such a, like, a huge frustration for so many people that you have the strong, powerful female loses her powers at the end. Um, Quite the opposite. I think we're going to see, like, we thought she was strong before at the end of this book. This is when she snaps. This is where she snaps. And now we're going to get into some shit once we get to, like, how that that would probably be my criticism is that i'm so excited that we're all a part of this journey so early on but i'm so upset that it's not like when i had started throne of glass and everything was out already so i just got to roll into the okay onto the next book whereas laura when you read throne of glass you had to wait every single
0: release
1: date
0: <laughs> that's what we're doing with this series which is fine which is fine um i think i think we should break down like the top the top characters and then we can kind of overarchingly talk about the world that Amber has created and we can get into the plot because everything is important because this is brand new, unique. We're all experiencing this for the first time. This is very special. Very, very special. And so uh, much so
1: that, like, you read this twice. So I feel like... <laughs> twice! Twice yeah, already and like, in one week. So... Um, I think that's just so important to note because there's a lot of characters and sometimes you're like, wait, are, are they all going to play a role? It's going to be so easy to spiral. We actually started before we recorded and Laura was like, no, we got to We got to stay on task. So.
0: Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to stay on task. So I have, and I told Amber this, I have eight pages of notes in front <laughs> of me. Uh, so I will just go through real quickly Uh, We have Caden, Diana, Tobias, and Alistair on one side. And then on the other, we have a bunch of people.
1: (laughs) I guess you can say, like, those four, like, considered the Ignoranthans. I know I'm probably butchering that. Um, And then you have Celestials um, who are, you know, you have gods. Uh, you have Celestials. Celestials are created by gods. Um, and some of those Celestials are called the Hand. With, well, let's start with all gods. You have Unir, Krayela, Nismera, Farthar, Zior, Samkeel, and Yotzel. Samkeel is also known as Liam, and he is the son of Unir. And... You know, beginning of the world. There's a gods war. It's the gods versus the Igmoranthans and all the bad guys. The gods. We think the gods are the good guys, but there's some. You know, I I don't want to say. What would you say? Like, they talk about some of the gods being traitors. No,
0: Liam. Let's just call him Liam. So yeah. Liam, we've got Liam. Liam has the hand, right? And the hand right. is Ezekiel, Xavier, Cameron, Imogen, Logan, and Vincent. And then we've got Navarra, Navarra in there, yeah, yeah, and we've got Navarra in there too, because Ezekiel is dead, so those are his people, those are his yeah. people, um that he lives with on Rashiram. yes, and his dad is the king of initially gods. initially, yeah. and he's the prince and and that is that is the setup that's like kind of the very beginning of it all, yeah, yeah, yeah. and those are our characters right yeah
1: yeah our main our main
0: characters that'll be
1: referenced um in regards to the gods side of things
0: yeah i was telling Jez earlier when i organized my notes amber if you're listening this might like bother you i organize my notes by the different places that diana and like liam or i guess the chapters took us and in more or less it is organized into 23 different situations and i have taken notes on these 23 different situations so that is how i have approached my notes and just said that i read this twice i did i read it twice in four days the first time was for vibes the second time was for like deep plot i'm very tired (laughs) <laughs> just just finish this in true akafe fashion usually yeah.
1: i mean and i sent we have like really, i sent her the group text of like all like reactions because i was trying to do the same thing i was like i need to read this we have to like we want to discuss it i i was having like book talk fomo everybody was like finished it read it had their arcs and i was just like i am a slow reader <laughs> i am such a slow reader especially when i don't have the audio and then I'm doing the SJM thing because there's so many characters. I'm like highlight, 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 highlight. It was like I think I I was overwhelming myself, and because now my my notes are very haphazard.
0: <laughs> well, that that's okay because like I have I have my notes, and you have like you're running on fumes vibes. and like vibes. <laughs> fumes so, and vibes. Fumes and vibes. So we will <laughs> we will all get there. Together. Okay, so let's talk about Diana because she's a badass. She's wonderful. We love her. And we start with her. Like, the book starts with her, so let's start with her.
1: Yeah. Um. And, and, and you're brought right into it. Chapter one, she's kind of torturing somebody. She's torturing somebody for information. Um. There's this cool thing called blood dream. You take the person's blood and you can go into their memories. And if you're just like... You know, and and there's layers within that blood. And you see that she's like, "Mm, no, not that memory. No, not that memory. And she goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And she becomes like based on that person's blood. She's seeing things in their POV, you know, and I think that's so cool. I think it's so badass right off the bat. Every time she's doing something, I'm like, I don't see a problem. Don't see a problem. There is not one point in this, and I don't know, maybe that's just something about me, but there is not one point in this book where she's playing judge, jury, executioner where I'm like, got a point, got a point. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't, I could defend her in every single action that she did from start to finish.
0: And what did she do? Okay, so uh, Diana has a sister, Gabby, and the two of them were living in um, like a desert-type area of, of the world that we're in when Rashiram crashed into it. And when that happened, a plague kind of came out and wiped out their area, and Gabby was dying from it. And, and they're I, mortals at
1: this time. Yes, and this they're point.
0: mortals at this point. And let's just go full plot here. Uh, Drake saves them. Takes them to Caden, and Caden makes the deal. Um, you know, transforms to make
1: them immortal. Right? Yeah,
0: more yeah, more or less transforms Diana. Transforms, you know, does something really to Gabby, and that is that. And Diana lives and breathes for her sister, Gabby, and it is very important that. We know that she is like that, right? So Gabby is not like Diana. They are different in power levels and lifespans and like all sorts of things. But Gabby very much clings to um, like human way of life, like human living among people. She has like a boyfriend, okay, whatever. She's in
1: college. She's like, but it's very funny because I know it's not addressed yet. But it reminded me of, you know, you hear in the book like, oh, we got to pick up and leave. We got to pick up and leave. There's always something that we're. But at the same time, if she has this like eternal life, if you think about it, like vampires that like the vampire stuff that we watch, isn't that essentially that what you would do anyway? Like uh, you're hitting your you're hitting your time. People are going to notice that you're not aging. We got to relocate anyway. But that's what—that's the, the the resentment that she holds against her yeah. sister
0: too. Yeah, because there's uh, there's the line that says that Gabby has all the plaques of all the schooling that she's done, mm-hmm. um, like from you know for how long, uh, and that yeah that is like part of the resentment that like builds up. Um, but Diana will do anything and everything for Gabby. Gabby is Diana's tie to humanity, tie to you know being normal, to having a regular life. And uh, that is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly important. As is her relationship to Caden. You want to tell me about Caden?
1: Deanna's relationship is based. she's his second in command. Um, Caden created her by whatever means. And um, she's kind of like his bitch. Because he, you know, he does what most villains do. Find find your enemy's weakness or find somebody's not necessarily enemies find somebody's weakness and you kind of exploit it so he holds it over her head and everything she does hey if you do this for me i'll let you get so he even like she doesn't get to even though her sister's alive she doesn't even have access uh, i say she diana doesn't even have access to her sister on a regular basis you know and so it's like if you do this you I'll I'll give you access I'll, if you do. Oh, and she was like, I just want to see my sister. Oh, well, you got to do a couple more things for me, and you you find out right at the beginning that she has to kill her friend, Dra- her best friend, Drake, Drake, who is a vampire, one of the otherworlders. Um, that's what they're referred to, and um, so she does this, and because Caden has eyes every everywhere, he sees it. You know, Big Brother is watching, sees it on a camera that she killed him and he goes now you can go see your sister and then she sees him, and there's also resentment there too because gabby still has to like not just has to wants to continue living her life so she has these romantic relationships she has these promotions at work and and deanna will say like oh why didn't you let me know and she's like i haven't seen you for months not because of lack of trying you're not the and she even says you're not the easiest person to get a hold of because Caden is kind of the master puppeteer of everything. He has, he is holding the strings to everything and everybody um, and ruling with fear.
0: One of my favorite things, because you bring this up, that all Diana wants is to spend time with Gabby. And Caden hands time out with Gabby as a reward. Okay. The dynamic is so good there. I mean, like, good. I mean, you know, it's like all all of it is toxic. But um, I I guess the relationship there is, like, so broken and, like, toxic that even though Diana gets what she wants, right? Like, um, because we're talking plot here. By the time we see Diana, like, pop in and spend time with Gabby, she's already, like, killed, like, Drake, right? Because that's the reward. And right. she, but but like we know that she didn't, right? So later she, in the book, yeah. we would not know that. Yeah, yeah, but like we know that she didn't. Um, so she's getting she's getting this time, but she is waiting for Caden the entire time. He is he is in the back of her head. She doesn't get to enjoy it, no, at all. Ruining because, the
1: whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she even goes because uh, right that first day when. Diana goes to see Gabby. Gabby says, Well, how long do I have you for? How long this time? And she goes, I don't know. And she really doesn't. So it's like the first day, she's like, Oh, yay, shopping. And every subsequent day after that, it's always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, when is it going to happen? And then when, I mean, talk about anxiety every, every, because you don't know. There's no warning. It's not a, okay, like, okay, it's going to be tomorrow. Just like wrap things up. It's, It's almost instantaneous.
0: And she gets, and of course, we know, we know that it was Caden. But um, this whole time, uh, Diana gets like really cold flashes. Uh, She feels like somebody is like with her, like following her, and she can't identify what it is. And um, of course, like later on, Liam also uh, doesn't feel it at all. Um, Of course, we know that was Caden. But it just, it just um, further ruins her trip and her time, which, of, of course, though, is the ultimate goal. Like, that's what he wants, ultimately. There's, I mean, talk
1: about, like, there, there's yeah, that manipulative um, piece of the, shit. Yeah, yeah. The emotional manipulation of it all.
0: Yeah. So, and that all comes to a head when, when Gabby and Diana are out at dinner and um, Tobias and Alistair show up and say, like, you know, we got to go, we got shit to do. But I want to point out here that, and just you pointed out when we were talking this out earlier, that... Alistair and Tobias are sharing inside jokes. They're sharing, like, inside knowledge that they are purposely doing that in front of Diana to make her feel shitty. But also, uh, it's a plot thing that tells us that there is something, like, reinforces to us that there really is something going on there that Diana is not privy to, and that is shady shit.
1: Well, and and I I just feel like right off the bat, you know how um, in, maybe it was like, From Blood and Not, no, it was Flesh and Fire, where everybody's having the inside jokes around Poppy. And she's like, this isn't funny. Like, everybody's laughing about me, like mocking my ignorance, but nobody's shared anything with me. And it's kind of like, the, you know, you kind of see that twofold where they're in on this joke. And we know the joke later in the book that they were sensing the celestials, not even just the celestials, they were sensing the hand. And she's never been exposed to it. She's only heard of rumors. It's all because nobody ever shared the information with her. It's Liam's just a god of lore. He doesn't really exist. All the gods are dead. But this whole time, because Tobias and Alistair know, they know that it's not just, he. it's not a lore. He does exist. That's why they're searching for this book. And you get the fight that that, that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back of it confronti- You took me away. You knew this whole time. Everybody fucking knew. But you didn't
0: tell me shit. Like, I'm supposed to be your second in command. It's really good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Um. So okay, plot. So much plot here. Let's talk about plot. They, they. I say they. Um. Alistar, Kaden, who's kind of there. Um. Tobias and Diana have to search some ruins. Right. They're searching ruins. They're looking for the Book of Azrael. They said the thing. The title. They said the thing. They say the thing. They say the thing a lot. A lot. A lot. Um. So. They are searching for the Book of Azrael. so Diana kind of goes off the grid when they are hunting, you know, looking, uh, scoping out some ruins, and she sees a library, bada-bing, bada-boom, we have Ezekiel, and she has a little battle with Ezekiel, and uh, that goes fucking sideways real fast. It goes sideways,
1: but I kind of like that Ezekiel does the thing that I always talk about, and I go... I, I would unalive myself. Don't get any information from me. And that's what she wants. She's like, you can't. We need to, like, get the info. We have to, like, extract information. And he's like, fuck all y'all. I'm out. And he does. He does the thing. And I, like, because that's usually what happens. You get tortured. You extract the information. You're done anyway. So I he does the thing. And that's the catalyst that brings Liam back.
0: This is true. I want to back up because I think this is the first instance, you know, someone somewhere, correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is the first instance where we get Diana being more powerful than everyone kind of like realizes because uh, Ezekiel puts the, yes. the the binding portal like so circles he on dip, them. Yeah, right. so that he can leave. And, you know, Caden is taken down and Diana like rallies herself and she breaks free. And Ezekiel is like, how did you do that? Like, you're his, not like, supposed to be able yeah, to do that. That's yeah.
1: what, fe- like, he was scared, I think they say. like, And
0: Caden too. Caden too came out and was like, what are you doing? And she was like, what is, and she, and that was another fear instance. So that was, I think, I I think that's the first instance where it was like, Diana's very powerful and people are like kind of weirded out by it. But then we get um, the unaliving, like the self-unaliving that Ezekiel does that, as you say, um, brings um, Liam down from the ruins of uh, Rashiram, but not anywhere near um, happy or um, mentally stable. He is going through a lot of, a lot of everything, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, it's it really isn't just one thing. Um, and I think Amber does such a great job portraying it and portraying, like, comments that you hear from friends where it's like well we went through it too and there was like a specific line you know everybody handles trauma and grief and PTSD and and depression in a different way all the time and you you know you have you know Logan is one of the members of the hand and Liam says like he's you know I grew up with him he's the closest thing I have to a brother and he makes different comments throughout the whole book. Um, Which I find was interesting because he'll say like, we suffered too, or you're not the same, or um, the old, you know, it was just, it reminded me of, you know, in Legendborn and they talk about before Brie and after Brie. I think, I think it's just so interesting because you have, you know, you have the one friend who's like, you're so different now. Things have changed. Well, yeah, I've been in, in isolation. I have, I have self-isolated myself for centuries. I'm, I'm not going to be the same. And also how you chose to handle your grief and everybody, you know, one of the things they go like, I come back to the situation and they're all bonding and laughing about back in the day. He's like, he didn't have that. So like he's seeing everybody live their life, continue to live their life one way and he, he's doing it in another. And I think it was just very, very, I think it was just great that Amber was able to just portray that, that everybody does it differently. Um, but I just hate when people criticize how somebody handles their own, like, there somebody handles their grief.
0: Very well said. Absolutely. That is a shitty criticism that people have of people. Like, let everybody grieve their own. Their own. Um, I really like how Liam does the whole lands in the world and there's cameras and cars and cell phones and like everybody's all up in his shit and he doesn't know what's going on. It's very sweet. You know, I love fish out of water type stuff like that. I like all of where he gets acquainted with everybody and he's like what is all of this and he, and he does start to have his like panic attacks and he does have his like PTSD symptoms and everything. Um I I like I was trying to think about this like I like the idea of this mythical figure suddenly showing up and being like what's up. <laughs> right? Like that is really cool cuz it's it's very affirming on one hand, but it's also very disconcerting. On another hand, and it's always it's kind of like oh everybody knows where he
1: is, who he is yeah they're already bowing to him and he's already very overwhelmed like same I'd be
0: exactly you know yeah, from like, like zero to sixty it's really sweet but like through but um through his you know kind of interactions we get kind of more world building too and we get kind of more flashbacks and we have like you know all the creatures like vampires werewolves banshees humans shades we have all of this kind of like exposition and we have the council and the guild and everything very great very awesome um when the Diana world building is great it, like, is it doesn't very feel seamless. over
1: yeah it doesn't feel overwhelming cuz there's a lot
0: yeah um when Diana walks in to this 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 um this guild like council like, situation, right? She's in disguise, but then she starts talking, and then she's like, oh, I'm still wearing this body, and it comes off, and she's like, you know, oh, and they describe her, and then she just, like, the whole thing gets, like, totally fucked up. I loved that. I just absolutely loved it. The sass, the swagger, the, like, tone, the like, all of it, the way that she said everything, it was just like, mwah, perfect.
1: It's the strong female characters that we love
0: that yes. we love. It's you know you
1: have you know you have Katherine from Vampire Diaries it's very Ailen you know Ailen Selena it's very Bryce it's very these badass women who are snarky and you're gonna listen I am like they just take ownership of who they are. Did you expect her to kill Alistair? I don't I wasn't surprised I wasn't surprised
0: I, I remember the first time reading it, I was like, "What is she gonna do now? Like, what? What is it? What is it?" Because he started talking about like his, or uh, he started talking about his wife, and like you know, his last thoughts were of his wife, and she couldn't do it, and then like family is her trigger. And I was just like, "What is she gonna do? What is she gonna do? What is she gonna do?" I, I don't think I expected her to like totally just knife him. Like I, I imagined it like
1: right, right there, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. But uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I did kind of expect her to go after Tobias, though. Didn't she try, but he got away too fast? Yeah, but, like, I expected, like, a... I don't know. I guess I guess here I'm self inserting. <laughs> if it were me, I would be like, no, because he's gonna tell everybody. We need all right, of oh, a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Like we have to go get him. Like that. That's where my thoughts were. But like you know, whatever. That's you know. just a
1: criticism that I have over a lot of like quote unquote bad guys who get away. Because um, the same thing happens later in the book with like Santiago, um, who who's I guess like a, a witch, a warlock. Um, I just have that criticism anytime um or when um Liam got free in that p- moment because he was b- binded and they just like snap and they disappear I get so frustrated but, but anybody wants to pick up you know everybody wants to always pick on somebody but then when they're like oh oh wait oh let, let's let's talk about it let's discuss I hate that because now You want to make you were fine when you were when you had the upper hand. And it's the same thing with bullies. Like when you hear people like, you know, getting physically bullied in school or like getting jumped. I hate that because I'm like, because, you know, you couldn't take that person by yourself. (laughs) I just hate it. I hate it. I don't condone violence. but Like in this, I would like just fucking you're just a little. I, I have my own thing anyway.
0: Take him out. Take him out. Uh. So, Diana gets captured, right? She gets tortured. She gets tortured pretty heavily for a long time uh, by Liam. And Liam is still very stoic. He's still very, uh, he hasn't quite adjusted to the language, which, you know, is, is so he's very like stilted when he talks. He's very formal, um, very sweet, kind, you know, I still think he's very sweet. They have a lot of banter going on. Uh, she's great being tortured. You know, it's basically just like, fuck you, fuck you. Um, and we get the blood oath here though at the very end how do we feel about a, a nice uh, blood oath
1: uh, well, i know what you thought with the the palm cutting <laughs> um
0: it could th- be anywhere
1: i think it's i, I you, you know i see like you have Nassara who's like begging she's like i don't i'm not even questioning just say yes i don't care you can't you, you save my husband and then you have Vincent who's like Are you fucking kidding? It's a blood oath. You can't do that. Even though he was for like there's, it's it's a pretty like tame blood oath that he's freaking out over. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so too. I thought it was very specific. She was literally yeah. I like I do like that. It was very specific. Um, I think I might have like in my head when everybody's like you know later in the book when they start trying to propose blood oaths, I go, you know, if you're specific enough. Just, you know, or or like when Camila was like, let's kiss on it to seal the deal or something. I'm like, we could all be very specific and just kind of like dismiss everything. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Because all she said is protect my sister, make sure no cu- harm comes to her. And you can do whatever you want with me. I don't fucking care. Just guarantee her. And that's literally what it was. Like, I don't see what was so hard about that. Either way, you're getting the quote unquote enemy at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Which is probably why he was just like, Yeah, whatever, fuck it, right? Like Right. I would think so. I would think so too. Uh so what happens? Liam goes to get Gabby and uh Diana kinda shows up and is like, fuck you. And, because she
1: felt the she felt 'cause yeah. she was she felt the, the blood bond, whatever it was, the blood oath,
0: and that was she was in danger. And then from here on from here on we have more or less like the road trip from hell, right? This is I, I loved this I pictured a very supernatural kind of like yeah yeah this is this is where I was um so we have the we have the road trip from hell uh the road trip starts off with um Nim we go to Nim and then we go to Sophie and then in there we get lots of like banter and everything but the plot there is that Nim and Sophie work together to poison. Diana. So this is our first double cross.
1: And keep Caden in the know, because at this point, we know that she's killed Alistair. Tobias fucked off. And that's where she's like, okay, I'm going to tell everybody. She's trying to see where Caden's mind is at. As are we, the reader. We're trying to see, okay, does he know? Doesn't he know? And she's trying to get her feelers out because she's, she's banking on his pride and his ego. Um, and banking on already what she believes, people are already um, kind of wanting to have a coup against him, and not want to search for things. So she's banking on the people who does who don't want to be in allegiance with um, with Caden to kind of come through for her, or at least you know. She, later on, she goes, "Look, I tried the nice way." After she was poisoned, she's like, "We're not going to play so nice anymore."
0: Uh, Something that was nice is that uh, they end up in a fancy hotel. Who doesn't like waking up in a fancy hotel? Um, So this is... And it is very specifically, like, mentioned as a fancy hotel, which I find is funny because the rest of them are not, like, very specifically. And it just kind of, like, drives home this, like, road trip kind of vibe. Um, So after, after Nim and Sophie work together to poison Diana, and they wake... And, you know, she is saved, and she wakes up in the fancy hotel... They begin another road trip to the vampire princes, uh, so that is like the plan. But in between there, they stop at a gas station, which happens to be owned by a spider. And the spider tells them to go to a festival. And at the festival, you're going to meet a guy, and that guy is going to tell you how to get to the the, the princes. Woo. Right? So, okay, yeah, there's a lot there. So, and um, so, but in between, in between uh leaving one the fancy hotel and ending up at the second motel after the gas station i'm being very specific cuz i'm looking at my notes we have the very wonderful bonding scene where they sleep in the same bed and they say the thing that got to me which was your burdens are my burdens we have the friendship like solidified here we have the like one bed trope the sleeping together in a non-sexual way the comforting the sh- the story sharing that's helpful for us the reader um, but i really loved this i
1: love i love the
0: vulnerability like you, you, I, I mean if you if you listen
1: to the podcast you you know that one thing that i love about just like romances in in, in general um, are the falling for each other without the physical intimacy. I think it's so sweet because it's just very different now. We are in 2022. Um, so just, you know, them falling for each other and they haven't openly like admitted to it yet. Cause even at the end of this book, it's not one big moment. It's a lot of little moments. And I think it's just, you know, they're, they're sharing things with each other, but but it's not just the vulnerability. You have like, You haven't had cotton candy before? Like, I fucking love cotton candy. Like, yeah, like, I would totally bond over some cotton candy sharing. Or he's just kind of taking everything in because he's kind of, you know, there's a lot of people. He's never been in the festival scene. They even joke, you know, I think somebody even joked. It's like, oh... You know, it's it's fun, except, like, less orgies than back in the day, you know? <laughs> she, they were like, what? Or, What's going on? But, um, you know, he's he's people watching. She's cold. He saw somebody. She even says he put her his jacket over her, and she goes, oh, I saw somebody else do it. He doesn't understand. Like, culturally, he doesn't understand um, the significance of it. And she's like, but it was a nice gesture, you know? Like, it, it's just, again, it's like peeling away the layers of, like, oh, my first impression of you was this, and you're not like that at all, you know? It's just, speaking as someone with a, you know, Capricorn, Virgo, Scorpio in my chart, it's nice when somebody's like, oh, we took the time to just, like, have a conversation and didn't jump to first impressions.
0: This is an absolutely perfect segue. Thank you for that. So, So, um, first impressions— Liam gives off like a lot of, you know, first impressions and are uh, in the first chapter. The the Celestials, like the hand are described as like frat boys and like Peter, you know, that, you know, we haven't talked about Peter, but like Peter is the plant that's in there. Um, he, uh, you know, frat boy kind of esque. So by the time after... So, after the very sweet, like, sleeping, burdens, burdens. After the diner where she gets cold. After the carnival with the cotton candy. I just want to go on record. I don't like cotton candy. Just putting it out there. Blah. Um It's because I threw up at the circus once. Um, just putting it out there. Uh, <laughs> when we get to the airport, when they're sleeping in the car. And Liam has his first, like, prophecy dream, kind of, really, about Diana. And you know, and it's like Diana and she's got the whites in her eyes, and there's like noise and she tur- and there's like a big beast right, and it's our first kind of like prophecy dream, and we find out that uh Liam's dad had prophecy and his grandpa had prophecy, and I think his grandpa went mad because of the the prophecy yeah. stuff um so that that is just that that was really interesting there and they they kind of have a conversation you know there that was really great um I fucking love Diana complaining about the jungle. I also hate the jungle. I really <laughs> related to Diana about that. Thank you. Fuck the jungle. Um, because the jungle is where Ethan, Prince, you know, Ethan, um, King Ethan, Prince Drake, and their whole like house is. And I am not sure about the timeline, but it did feel to me like they were there for a very long time.
1: It does. I mean, I feel like... Yes, they were. They were there for a while. Then there was the fallout. Well, I say fallout. There was the f- argument that Liam and Deanna have. They don't speak. For a lengthy amount of time, because then she comes to, like, give him something, which I, I like. She was like, look, it's grumpy like you. I thought it was so cute. Oh, and she <laughs> made him breakfast. <laughs> she made him breakfast. And then, they, like, that whole thing happens. Like, she's just trying to engage with him. And then he gets all, like, you know, grumpy about everything. And she's like, well, I wouldn't fucking know. You haven't told me, spoken to me in two weeks and he was he he was just oblivious to time you know he doesn't because he doesn't sleep because he knows if he sleeps he gets the night terrors and he gets the prophecies so he's just he's just kind of isolated he's starting to isolate himself once again while at the same time distancing himself because the vampires ethan and drake were like you fuck with her we're gonna fuck with you like don't lead her on now we know it's all
0: a Fucking Chloe. Chloe, yeah. Bullshit. Oh, oh. The betrayal, yeah. the betrayal, because that whole time, um, Ethan spends basically that whole time saying like, she's my friend. I saved her. It's not like you don't understand like i love her you know over and over and over again and that fight where it's like you know are you sleeping with her like da 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 da. and i do like where diana was just like fuck you guys that's none of your fucking business you know you know i can sleep with whoever i want but like no that whole blow up yeah but you know and i like that she also not
1: only does she say like Fuck you to the two. Like, you're so annoying being my brothers, like being my older brothers. But then she also calls it out on Liam to be like, and you have known me longer than you've known these two people. You have been more vulnerable to me as I have been with you. And all of a sudden, their opinion matters to you. Who? That's not, you know. And then she was like, you know what? Fuck it. Every every ounce of energy that I've put into our friendship, our working relationship, every she goes, I'm done. I'm done. And she leaves. And he's like, you know, tail between his legs, as he should, as he should, Um, to, 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 to this is, because at the same time, this is the first person, yeah, he had all his hand, but this is the first person who's just, like, checking in with him, how he's doing.
0: Yeah. And how is he doing? There, no, nobody is actually, like, doing no one's well. doing well, yeah. No one is doing well. Um... But before we get to Camilla and we get to the bracelets of Ophelia, I just want to, like, catch up on on, on stuff. <laughs> Let's just catch up on stuff. So world building stuff is we have the ritual of how do you how do you think we say this? I forget. Dish, dish him? Dishy him? Sure. <laughs> um, it is... Um, it, it's when like, I don't have the
1: audio. If I can't pronounce it right off the bat, I'm the person I go with that word and I keep going. <laughs>
0: um, it is the, the, the binding basically of soulmates. You know, there's no divorce. There's no ending it. Uh, there's like a, a ring-like symbol um, you know, on each other's hands, and then you put them together. Yeah, it's on the
1: male's left ring finger and it's on the women's. Right. But I have a question, and you know what I thought out, And I only thought about this because when you had lived in Germany, I had asked, and I know it's a very much a cultural thing, too. Maybe, Amber, you can help clarify if you're listening to this episode. I remember we were on the bus and I go, oh, I find it so interesting that um, women have like two – I thought they were having, like, two wedding bands. You had their wedding bands on their left hand and then the engagement ring on the right. And I understand with some cultures, it it's like when a woman goes to shake your hand, when because you, typically you shake hands with the right hands in some cultures, it's almost to show I'm already spoken for. So I thought that was the first thing that came to mind when I was thinking of the Bond's for this story of like huh interesting it's on the woman's right hand and not the man's right hand. <laughs> that's just me though
0: <laughs> I love it I love it I love it that was a really interesting really interesting like little tidbit that's fantastic um jumping off of that is Amata which is like, like love, uh, love soulmate yeah like yeah. love soulmate uh what we have okay this is just like housekeeping so that we're all up to date but with the plot <laughs> before we get to Camilla um Forsaken blades. Forsaken blades are made from primordials, and they are handed to the four kings.
1: And primordials are from, like, forever, forever, forever ago. They're the ones who created the four kings of... um, Hold on, I have the word. Yadigen? Yes. 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 Yadigen.
0: Yadigen, I think. Uh, and there are four of them. I won't say all of their names because that is just a disservice to everybody. But they were created by the primordials to rule everything. But and- one of
1: them you find out is Tobias.
0: Oh, yeah. I was going to say, one of them, you find out, is dead. (laughs) I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say the exact opposite. I was going to say, you find out that one of them is dead and that the other one that was supposed to be dead is still alive. But, okay, we got there. We all got there in the end. (laughs) The big betrayal. Um, Yes. um, How Haldanen is um, Tobias, which is very interesting. So we have to kind of guess which one is Caden. Right. So and we in that
1: moment you have because that's when liam finds out and he's like oh my great great grandfather you were supposed to he was supposed to have taken you out and he's like lol like looks like you're out on like the family <laughs> you just reminded me of taika right there <laughs> Oh, um but then like that also flashes forward to like when they're on the special realms speaking to the fate like people and they're like oh you, your family is hiding secrets from you and i'm like yeah no shit we
0: learned that like we know that now. Yeah, we do know that now. Um, <laughs> we know a lot of shit now too. Uh, we know that all of the double crossing happens in Camilla's island in El uh, Denuma. Din- Din- Denuma. Din- uh, we we have we have so much here. We have the kiss, right? That we said with the transfer, where we find out about Aziz daughter. And then we have wha-bam, Santiago. We have Wah Bam, a Double Cross. It is just uh it's real good there, right?
1: I'm so like I'm just thinking about it and I'm so mad all over again because of the fucking double cross. Because like that's the that's that's where you're finding out that um well that's where she's starting to admit the jealousy yeah. that she has. Yeah. And Camila even tells Liam, he's like, Oh, well, you know. You kind of fuck that up. Like that's not going anywhere now. And she's like, she's nah. like I made you me I made her realize. And I just want to throw something because yeah, she's saying this and yeah, she realizes all this stuff. But like she f- like everybody was just out I get that she's like a scorned lover and everything. I I just I want her to burn it down. I want her I just want I just want Deanna to burn the whole fucking thing to the ground. And that's why I like when she said when they're in like the temples in the cavern, she's like, take out oblivion. She's like, I don't even fucking care if it offs every single one of us. Just they all need to. Yeah, because in uh, I, I don't want to speak for both of us. But if I'm in my worst stage of fit of rage, no questions. Act first, question later. And then I'd be dead to not question it later. So then there you go. Every, everybody's fucked.
0: Yep. We're all yeah. Everybody's fucked. Everybody's fucked. There. Everybody's fucked. Uh, okay. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. We have the we have the double cross where Caden, Caden's uh, witch Santiago and Camilla working together are. Um,
1: also, like, why didn't? No, I don't. I feel like I'm gonna spiral. But this is just a thought. If she, Deanna, she came up front when she saw that whole double cross, because you you know how we find out that. Camila is just scorned because she thought that, Camila thought that Deanna chose Santiago over Camila to have, like, a seat on Caden's table, but it was really to protect her. You think if she, aven- if she had come out and, like, rectified and, like, apologized for something at some point, and maybe she couldn't because she's, you know, second in command, she could have been like, yeah, this guy is here. Did you know that you were going to die if he wasn't? Like, I just feel like if the communication was there, would Camila have
0: betrayed her? I think we're focusing on the wrong things. I know. (laughs) I think we need to be... This is all good questions. Let's keep back on track. Here, because we have... Sexy morning head. We have we have <laughs> Peter's mom's house. We have priorities. Coretta. Yes, priorities. We have um, you know, wi- women pleasure only, and then we have thank you morning morning head. Thank you Amber for that. That was great. That was unexpected. Love it. Um, I like that it was Coretta's house, and I like that there was um, like a full circle tie in there too. It's like oh, Peter's mom, and Liam's like I wouldn't have brought you here if I knew it was Peter's mom. That's fucked up. Like wouldn't have done it. The acknowledgement, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, the spice, nicely written. Nicely written. Very nice. Great. Blushing a bit. Uh, love it. Love it. From this nice morning head, we go directly to the the temples where Victoria is buried. And I think at this point, we need to say that the book of Asriel is confirmed to exist. It is a contingency plan, basically, on how to kill Liam. And it is brown leather with silver Latches. Thank you for that description.
1: And the person who knows where it is, is Azrael's daughter.
0: Ava. And Ava is working with Geraldo. And they go through the temples and it is a very, very Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, secret walls, secret things, only I can open, you know, kind of puzzle situation which I love. I uh, love that. You know, I love all of that. You got to jump in a ravine. The tomb is sealed. Only Liam can open it. I love it. We get the reveal here that Ava and Geraldo are long dead and that they are being controlled by Tobias, who is Hald Noonan, who is one of the, um, the, the kings mentioned before. I did not see this coming.
1: Oh. I, th- I just, at this point, I knew that there was going to be a, betra- I thought there was going to be a betrayal. I didn't think that they were dead already. Yeah. Especially because earlier in the book, they were talking about how Alistair is the one with the mind control. And, oh, he was the puppeteer. He was the one who can make people's minds go to mush and then control them. And And they had said, he doesn't have that muscle anymore. Like, that was because we also know, like, through, like, the world building of it, that um, everybody kind of has, like, a, even though everybody's powerful, everybody kind of has, like, their little, like, specialty that's powerful. And we understood that to be Alistair's little specialty. We didn't know Tobias had that also.
0: And with Tobias raising the dead, it you know, he's like, the smell, and you got them wet, and, you know, all this, the, like, gross details. Um there's a huge fight that happens here. I'm not going to get into it because it's a it's a fight scene. But we end up learning that Diana is essentially a queen in this situation, like through Liam's like kind of um you know like revelations here. But at the very end, um uh Tobias Tobias has Diana like he's got he's got her in, in the grasp. He's got a heart situation, and it 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 is a very classic like give me the book, I'll give you the girl. Yeah, and Diana's don't give him the book. Don't give him the book. And you know, me, the reader, was like, don't, don't give him the book. Don't give him the book. Give him the book. (laughs) What are you doing? Like, no, don't give him the book. And she, and I like that she made that decision for him. Yeah, she was like, no. And then she, Diana, pull essentially pulls her own heart out of her body, uses you know, using was was Tobias already kind of there,
1: and then she kind of yanked, yeah, kind of like, and she yanked Tobias's arm out.
0: Yeah, which is like. Badass, personally thought that oh, was pretty yeah. pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Uh, the visual of that was pretty fucking cool. I gotta say. Um, but then, but then, and then Tobias gets the book and like goodbye book, goodbye book of Azriel. Only thing that tells me how to kill Liam, who's like unstoppable. Um, it is important at this point to remind everybody that if Liam dies, the the realms open right, and all of the monsters that have been sealed like come in to where they are, because Liam, um, his father, made a deal with Kyrella, the first one to use magic, to bind uh, Liam to make him truly immortal if Yunir was to die. Okay, plot. That's all plot. Okay. Um, Also, Yotsul killed, I just want to say again for plot, Yotsul killed Yunir, and then that is how um, the Oblivion Blade was formed, and that's how the planet got blown up. Um, did you have the, the image of when, when Diana and Liam were sneaking in to the like council, you know, area and they had to like go through the elevator and sneak in. When,
1: when they were going to see like Imogen, Cameron
0: and Xavier. Yeah. Were you getting very Min- ministry of magic sneak in vibes? Cause I was, and I was yeah. loving it. I was loving it, yeah, I mean,
1: especially because
0: she had to shapeshift into Imogen's
1: form. And, you know, like, that would have she was already like, you know, like, oh, I know I should. I don't ha- I know. Like, we're all thousands of years old. I know we all have like past lovers. But like, but she knows he was still she's still like, because unrequ- then then the other two, they're like, oh, I guess it's not so unrequited now huh you finally got all these messages and he's like you could, you just you can just i just pictured it so well you like, just you like know uh. she's like mm, mm. <laughs> and he's even like he already knows where her jealousy is like stems from too so it's just it's awkward for i want to say everybody but it's not it's just for liam and diana but you're there with them
0: and what's really fantastic too is you're saying that you can picture it is like as Liam and Diana are walking away, right? Diana looks back and she sees them just staring at her. Like so she knows that they know something's, something's wrong. Yeah. yeah. And it and it's just a very like kind of chilling visual that I really, really enjoyed there. That was fantastic. I like the I mean just
1: the but the visuals for this whole book are so good. You, you you want it on screen too at the same time.
0: Absolutely. And another thing that, you know, is a fantastic visual is we have um I'm gonna say Recurum Correct me if I'm wrong, Amber. Yeah. Recurum. Uh And this is like the fates, right? We have, mm-hmm. um, so Liam, and I do like that Diana was like, why didn't we just go to the fates first? And <laughs> which is like, so good. Thank you for addressing that. And Liam was like, I didn't think the fucking book existed. So why are we going to go to the fates who only talk is in riddles and makes things more confusing? Like we needed to confirm one thing before we go off the deep end on another thing. And I enjoyed that reasoning.
1: I, uh, she's just... Deanna is just she you know, she's snarky, but she's she's smart. But her but Liam's father even says that. Like I- Maranthans, like people, you wanna dismiss them, but they're smart. They're smart for a reason, and that's how they were able to ex- succeed more or less. Um and, and the war is so many times over with the battles.
0: Okay, I'm gonna go through what is said by these three heads. Uh you tell me if uh I missed something, okay? So I've got that a god took the weapon that can kill, Liam. I have that the the realms will open again, and Liam will die. I have a shuddering crack, the echo of what was lost, a thing that can't be healed, will be the end of the world. And then I have um, Diana is okay because she is and cannot die by mortal means, so she has nothing has been resurrected, and that is more or less what they got. Um, from Recurum and the Fates. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Yeah? Awesome. I love that for me. <laughs> I,
1: we know with all things with fate, it is, like you said, it's riddles. And they even say, they speak in past, present, future. So we already know whatever they're going to say has happened, or will happen and it's not even guaranteed. It's just and we later realize that it's specific to not the world in general, but Liam's
0: world. Yeah, like Liam's own little bubble, right? His own it's it's oh it's really good. It's really good, it's really good, it's really okay. Okay. So they leave, they leave the um the fates and find out that Gabby has been taken. Gabby has been taken. So um, she, I say Diana, she and Liam go to Caden's um, castle, you know, on Nova Island. It's empty. It's been abandoned more or less since she left. Um, and then we get this whole end scene in Silver City with the TVs being taken over. Oh, my goodness. Right. My right. goodness. Um, this is very dramatic. This was very chilling. This was very, I'm, I'm going to say like Joker, Riddler-esque. Um, DC villains very just like damn and I really love the description of how Liam sees Diana she's just like stock still and like standing and she's like like breathing and like
1: she's having a panic attack in the middle of like already saying like oh I know what those are like I've had panic you know we've already had the reference I, I imagine her seeing things happening but all the noise is just yeah. like it's just white noise, like nothing is being processed, except she's only like staring visually, and it's just like Charlie Brown t- teacher.
0: Yes, yeah, like one, 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 one. Yeah. So what do we have here? We have the news anchors that are being puppeted, and they're saying, um, "Oh, and the discri- with the jaw hanging." Yeah. I mean, you know that they're dead. Uh, yeah. It's
1: so good, it, Amber. You it's did a wonderful job, like visually, but holy hell, it was
0: like, yeah, it's like woof. Um. So we have. Caden ends up telling the humans about the, the other world and all of the creatures. Um, he reveals um, like pictures, he reveals like the book, he reveals like all of the stuff. Um, then he starts revealing like Drake betrayed Diana. And then we got Camilla there, we got Santiago there. Um, and then. Did you expect the Drake one? Did I expect the Drake one? I expected something out of them, for two reasons. I expected something out of them for two reasons. The first one being the mention of the wife not being there, um, like over and over again. And then the and then in the same vein, being like, "I've only loved one person," you know, da 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 da. And then it's like, okay, but it's like, where is she? Like where? Like where? Where though? Where though? She left. Okay, where though? And also the constant. I'm gonna say constant. And that's not what I mean. The um. Repetitive reaffirmation of friendship between her and Drake, you know, just like cementing it over and over and over and over again. It's like when you give like a long, detailed, sad backstory to like a minor character, you're like, "Ooh, something's gonna happen in on that one." Um, it's kind of what I felt there, only because um, that was combined with like the missing Ethan's wife. Um, if it had just been, like, no, we're friends, we're friends, we're friends, we're friends, we're friends, I, I would have just fallen for that.
1: Right. Because I, I guess, like, the way I was seeing it, I was, like, very, um, like, maybe, like, Ethan I could have seen, but I was, like, I was comparing Drake, like, sassy best friend. Like, maybe he's, like, the Lucian, you know, like, Ethan would have betrayed, but, and also, like, driving home, um, like, platonic um male-female relationship like that's how i was imagining it but clearly that's all
0: what happened <laughs> well and that, that's totally fair but also in the back of my head um like vampires are very like clan centric oh. so i in my head i was also thinking like they would pull rank like it, yeah, they would be clan first like werewolves too would be like clan you know like pack first um mm-hmm. so that's kind of where my head went um but okay Okay, now we are at the grand, we are at the end, the grand finale. Caden pulls out Gabby. Damn. Like, they, they have the most, like, complicated, codependent, slightly toxic, real sister relationship. I don't have siblings. So this relationship really jumped out at me. It was very just, like, real and something that I know... Because of my own experience and my own like lack of experience too, that I could not write something like this. So Mm -hmm. good, you know, Amber, good on you. But um, this scene, I was expecting it. I was expecting it. I have to say, I was expecting it because um, this is the end of the book, right? And and Mm -hmm. and and she hasn't snapped. She uh, like she hasn't snapped. And it has been repeated to us, the reader, over and over and over again that, like, Gabby's the only thing. She's the only thing that keeps uh, Diana in line. She's the only tether to humanity. And it's also said that Diana is not as powerful as she could be. Her potential is, like, not being lived up to, you know, for reasons, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um the crack heard around the world. I know. I know. I mean, I knew what was going to happen,
1: but at the same time, I I, I sent you and Amber and like all you know our friends. Um, I, we were just like, I know what's going to happen. I put the book down. Don't tell me it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen, but don't tell. I, I wanted to stop reading because I because I knew I knew it was going to happen, and but it's it, it's what's we already know confirmed. Amber has confirmed that this is going to be multiple books and not just a trilogy. It will be a series. So you need the thing to to move the story. What's going to make her snap? You have the fates. And I think it's important, you know, like we we say like fates and not just with this book. In all of mythology and all of lore, we know fates speak in riddles and the crack heard around the world wasn't a thunder crack, wasn't the, it was It was her sister's neck snapping, you know, and the last three lines of the book. But it was not this world. No, it was like Deanna is his world. And like, fade to black. What the
0: fuck? Ever. But also, also, okay. Also, and I'm not spiraling here. I'm not. I'm going straight from what's on the page. Resurrection is taboo. Resurrection cannot be done by Liam. He cannot bring people back. So, what's that, you know? Like, like uh, right. what's like, she going to do? All, like, because that's one of the things that, that was said
1: with the, what's our, you know, they do the resurrection. What's, what's the repercussion? Because... Uh, there's balance, right? Yeah. That's also mentioned. It's not, you know, that's also mentioned in the book. So, you know, the, like, you know, there's balance, blah, blah, blah. It's why his father, even though he, his father loved his mother more than anything, he was like, I have the necromancy power, but I, I can't do that. Like, that's not what a God does. You know, God can't think for, can't be selfish. You have to think of everybody else. You're the last person you have to think of. And that's, that's, con- that that's constantly reminded in the dreams and the flashbacks and the, you know, that that's, that's all. That's repeated as well. And I feel like, you know, the flat, not the flashback, but like, I guess Liam's point of view, when he's putting her, uh, you know, uh, Deanna has her heart out, He puts the heart back in and there's the physical, there's the visual description of, well, I kind of just put the heart there and I gave her some of my blood and then I'm hoping that it'll repair itself. Maybe like that's him trying to logically process the resurrection necromancy loophole. He's
0: like, oh, well, if I, if this is my loophole, it'll be fine. You're spiraling. Stop spiraling. I know. <laughs> Stop spiraling. We don't know. It's the we first We don't book. know. I know. But I'm sure I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm just, here's the thing. Imagine if you started spiraling after Throne of Glass. Hmm. You, like, yeah. you, you don't have all the pe- I, I, like. Yeah, you. I, I, I would.
1: I did spiral. I have reaction videos that I still never posted. And I don't think, I think I sent to you.
0: And I go back on them and I go, where the hell? <laughs> did i get this from which is just the perfect point because like this is just the first book and we have all of this rich rich material to pull from i say we like amber you know this is your world um so when we go into the next book and obviously like um i feel like this is a book that you should reread before you read the second one you know and of course amber is like writing the second one as we speak uh so like really really fantastic um that's the end of the book like Diana like erupts right you know remember i love you that's their their mantra she says it next snaps eruption boom uh fade to black uh jess how do you feel about this
1: i'm ready i'm uh like now please Yeah, basically, like, I understand how she like you finish this and then you just want to keep writing. Like, I I totally understand where some authors, once you start, you're like, all right, send off going to keep going because because everything's flowing. You know, I think I said at the top of the episode, I said, you know, I am almost upset (laughs) that I didn't catch on to this book. Years later when it's done, but I'm also like so happy to be a part of this journey um, with, with our friend, with the community, like everybody. I mean, it's it sold out on Amazon and Barnes and Noble on the first day, both paperback and hardcover.
0: Like you can't
1: get a more supportive community than that when your work is good.
0: We should say uh, POC. Oh, yeah. Diversity. Representation. Uh, rever- all of it. Yeah. All of it. All of it is there. Like, fantastic. Just By lovely. panic is
1: real. Yeah, let me tell you. It
0: is lovely. All of it is lovely. So, Amber, fantastic job. Uh, besides the, like, issues that we've mentioned, you know, this is a very solid, very fantastic, very rich, take your time with, uh, like, debut. I- I'm smiling when I say this debut novel yeah. by Amber. Uh, yeah.
1: You want more? You want more? Did you have a favorite scene?
0: That's an excellent question. Did I have a favorite scene? Yes, I had a favorite scene. The very scene in the beginning when Diana walks into Cadence Caden's oh. council chamber with all of the, the other world you know, all of the people yes. there. That one. And she you know, people bow to her and people are very like quiet and she's like walking like a bad bitch. That is my favorite scene because it sets the tone for her.
1: Yeah. That's such a I think that's chapter two and you know, everybody's shaking yeah. and she can see she goes and she's um, she's taking mental notes. This person's here. This person's here. like this group is here. This group is like all all the groups that are represented. And then she goes, if I know this person and they go, oh, that person's late. And then she's like, she's just feeling the vibe of the room.
0: Yeah. you Gotta love it. You gotta love
1: it. Absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Can't wait for more. Um, Amber, you know, you have a place on the show to keep talking about it. We're so excited. Thank you for everything. Thanks for adding to the community. Um, make sure you go follow her on TikTok and on and Instagram. We'll have her socials in our show notes. Um, and thanks for joining us. Feel free to follow us also on Instagram, Acafe podcast. We're also both on TikTok, Akafe Laura and Acafe Jessica, and we'll talk to y'all soon. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.